Hey guys, welcome to the Drama Club. This is episode Wiener. Today we have a hot topic. It was the Schmoskers last yeah! weekend, and we saw Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak going down the red carpet, as well as Jennifer Hardner in her bomb ass blue dress. And then Frances McDormand got her fucking Oscar stolen by some dusty ass <laughs> motherfucker. And then, oh, May tells us the beautiful story of Anthony Weiner's rise and fall in Congress. Oh, yeah. And then we hit you with the Dick's double feature when Steph tells us the beautiful story of Pee Wee Herman, a.k.a. Paul Rubens, and what went down in a Florida movie theater, X-rated movie theater. (laughs) And then on the way out, we're going to hit you with a quickie about Sharon Stone and her husband's toe getting bitten off by a Komodo dragon. <laughs> this is the drama club. Stay tuned. What up, fam? Feels good, right? Good, right? <laughs> yeah, I know it, dude. And without further ado, we broadcast live. I can't believe it. It's I'm it's beyond my expectations already. Yeah, <laughs> you know? for sure, me too. Um, yeah, so this podcast is going really well. Um, so far, so good. And I think uh, we're gonna start off with some housekeeping today. Okay. Um, I just wanted to address <laughs> some some of our listeners were confused about the episode number. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, because uh, the episode we put out as episode one was actually the second episode that we recorded and we called it episode two on the recording. It was a fucking mess. So there's a secret episode. There is a, there's the lost episode, the pilot episode zero. And let me tell you who's in it. Kobe Bryant, Debbie Reynolds, Elizabeth Taylor, <laughs> Elizabeth Taylor. Eddie Fisher, Eddie Fisher. It's, it's a good episode. The only reason we didn't put it out was because it recorded honestly, the audio is a little, yeah, the audio is a little rough, but we we might we might put it out in the future. Like, s- stay tuned. I think uh, if enough of, if okay. enough of you give us uh, good reviews on on iTunes, we'll put out. <laughs> I'm just saying that's what that's what got me into various messes in my 20s. So let's not make jokes about that. Oh, okay. Speaking of good reviews on iTunes, I want to tell everyone if you can please like, rate us, and subscribe. If you subscribe to us, you get the episode as soon as we put it up. If you don't subscribe, there might be a little bit of a delay. So. It won't be our fault. They will put out if you subscribe. I'll put out even if you don't subscribe. (laughs) (laughs) No, but definitely, please, if you can, uh, subscribe. Definitely rate and review if you can. Show us, show us the love that you've been showing us. We also have on Twitter and an Instagram. Yep, at Drama Club. Not to be confused with Um, at Vanessa Bryant (laughs) or at you and McGregor's daughter. And that's where that Vanessa Bryant Uh, joke comes from. From the episode that we didn't release. (laughs) Nobody gets it but us. One day they will, and I think that they'll like it as much as we do. It's gonna be a beautiful day. (laughs) And also, oh, Steph, I listened to that song "Cool for the Summer." Oh, it's good, right? Uh, I wouldn't. <laughs> I wouldn't go as far as to call it good. It's catchy, but there's there's something there. It sounds like like Taylor Swift singing a Jesse J song. Oh, okay, something like that. But all right, all right. I'm not I'm not mad at it. It's the big night. The planning and preparation will help make a good party. Okay, so we got a great hot topic for you guys because it was the fucking oscars on sunday um only my favorite day of the year it's up there with like mother's day and father's day oh it's beyond mother's day and father's (laughs) day for me that's for sure (laughs) 
And hot news hit the red carpet because Mindy Kaling and BJ Novak showed up together as dates. And they keep trying to tell us that they're not together, but we know that they are. Okay, but they're playing us because you know they got like one of the highest book deals in history to talk about their relationship. I think they got something along the lines of seven million to write a book about whether or not they're fucking. So they're keeping us guessing and I'm I get it. The book should be entitled Whether or Not BJ Novak Has Been Keeping Mindy Kaling in the Friend Zone for the Past Ten Years. BJ's for BJ (laughs) by Mindy Kaling. (laughs) No, not BJ's. They have a baby, man. Do they? Yes. We don't know. We're calling this the January Jones conundrum. Oh, I know who January Jones baby daddy is. Uh, who? That guy that Jason Sudeikis? Yeah, that fool. I thought you were gonna say Bobby Flay. (laughs) (laughs) No, Jason Sudeikis. Yeah. He looks exactly like him. Uh, he hosted the VMAs like shortly after she announced that she was pregnant and he made a joke like, I might be a father soon, guys. We don't know. We don't know. Oh, shit. Yeah. Damn. Like he even knows that it's like probably his baby. She just never s- confirmed who it was. All right. Anyways. Yeah. We all know who January Jones baby daddy is. She's not fully nobody. Mindy Kaling, though. <sighs> Mindy, uh, okay, has she released any photos of her baby? I want to see the skin tone. Hey, no, she hasn't. She was just posting pictures of like uh, gifts that people gave her and shit. Stuff we don't care about. Oh, I care about the gifts. You do? Yeah, yeah. I saw like a like an Adidas tracksuit that looked more expensive than like any Adidas tracksuit I own. Oh, okay. I don't know if she bought that for the baby with the $7 million that she's getting from her baby daddy and their book deal or if somebody gave that to her. I'm not 100% on that yet. Yeah, we'll, we'll uh, keep looking into it though. Uh, Sometimes um, I feel bad oh, yeah, for Mindy so- Kaling. Dude, I feel bad for her all the time because I, the thing with their relationship is that it seems like she wants it to work so bad. Yeah. And he just like, and he just shows up whenever it's convenient yeah, for him. Yeah, like when she probably got asked to go to the fucking Oscars because she's in A Wrinkle in Time or whatever the fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's bullshit. I feel like, that's think, what I feel like with most of those can- like girl guy friendships. It's like, we're just friends. We're just friends. I feel like most times the girl would be down to give it a try. Um, you don't? No, yeah, because... you wouldn't be down if one of your friends. Yeah, exactly. Because I'm not <sighs> but... like that. But I realize not everybody's like me, though. So I'm. But sure I mean, that like a BFF, not like a casual guy friend you see every once in a while. But I'm talking about like a guy that you spend all your time with. You guys like work together mm-hmm. and stuff, and like you know. Yeah, and you used to date. That's yeah. the other thing. Like they have baggage. Yeah. Like Jerry and fucking uh, Elaine. Yeah, like Jerry and Elaine. I should. Elaine them. was always down. Oh yeah, she for sure was always down. He just had to sort of like allude to it or suggest yeah. it, and she was yeah, like, "Yeah." She was into it. She was always into him. He was it. He was always the one. Does B J Novak lo- know Oprah and Reese Witherspoon? I bet he does. That son of a bitch. Fuck B J Novak. <laughs> <laughs> Two clips. Just as good as he is. No, I'm better. He'll get no playing up from me. Another thing I wanted to talk about on the red carpet was Jennifer Gardner's blue dress. Because I thought she looked so good and like was really putting it all out there because she's fucking single and she's ready to mingle. Is she was she your best dress at the Oscars? I thought she looked great. I don't know if she's best dressed, but I thought she looked really, really great. I thought she looked like her her body looked pretty fucking good. She looked like she'd been she looked buff. She looked like she'd been working out. And she um, was man, yeah, she looked I awesome. I actually don't like her. Really? Why? And I don't know. Her 
Electra looking face. I just like, I don't, <laughs> I'm not into, I also don't like Ben Affleck. So I'm like, they're perfect together. Just like go away and I don't be like together, ben Affleck. you know? But I will say that she did look great and I love that she became a meme. Oh did yeah, you see because that? she made some face. And then did you see her response to it was really cute? Her response to it was real cute until she started trying to use it to, to start selling Capital oh, One or whatever did. the fuck she sells. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> she said something like, "When you forget, when you realize that you uh, that you get extra miles for using your credit card oh, or some shit." Don't throw that slogan in there. <laughs> he said, "Like maybe I should date a fish or some shit, right?" That's yeah, yeah. That she should have just left it at that. Yeah, but then, but I can't hate on her. Like, get your money, girl. Yeah, whatever. That's what we're trying. So to you do. know, you think if she's trying to get? Capital One wanted me to say a slogan. I would fucking say it right now. Subscribe to our if, page and save on Capital One. Point zero eight <laughs> financing or some shit. <laughs> point, z- point zero eight. Oh my god, that's the best. That's the best financing I've ever heard. <laughs> See, there, that's our commercial right there. <laughs> with these numbers, you can't lose. <laughs> <laughs> with the, with these numbers, you can afford to divorce Ben Affleck. <laughs> um, <laughs> you know that he still he lives at the guest house on their on their property. Ew. Is that weird? You know, he brings his bitches. I don't want to say bitches. I don't want to call women bitches on this podcast. Okay, Uh, bitches. I'll say it. He brings his bitches. (laughs) What a dick. He brings his nannies. It's just like a parade of nannies 24-7 in in Jennifer Garner's backyard. Ben Affleck looks like the kind of guy who would try to fuck a nanny. Oh, there are too many guys in Hollywood that would be that are nanny fuckers. They're all nanny fuckers. Yeah, Gavin Rosdale. They're all nanny fuckers. I'm telling you. (laughs) Yeah, there's that's just that's what yeah. they do. So I'm not I'm not mad at at our girl Jennifer for prospering. I feel her. Um, she looked. Great. I like her. She she's a good sport. I like thirteen going I've on thirty. Liked, that movie's so cute. I've never seen her in a movie that I liked. That's um, she was well. Okay, I like Catch Me and You Can If You Can. She was in that, but I don't like oh, okay. her in it. This is one party that just has to turn out right. Well, the purpose of a party is to have fun together. You know what I wanted to talk about? Uh, the dude that stole Francis McDormand's Oscar. Yeah, that Oscar. guy. <laughs> Bless his heart. I have never seen someone that so clearly embodied the word <laughs> dusty before in my life. Like, that motherfucker looked dusty as he? fuck. Like, he out to be? So dusty. Okay, I don't know who he is, but there's pictures of him at other after parties, like after the Golden Gloves and after the Grammys, hanging out with famous people. No one knows who the fuck he is and how he got in. And I saw um, yesterday, I saw that his quote unquote spiritual advisor put out a statement saying that like (laughs) he stole the Oscar for all of us (laughs) and that he served his purpose just by getting his hands on it or something. Is he facing charges? Yeah, he's facing charges. I saw a picture of him today in court looking particularly dusty. And somehow and somehow his hair had grown ten inches between Oscar Sunday and today, (laughs) Thursday. (laughs) Just like the Oscar statue he stole, the man was ultimately (laughs) covered in dust. (laughs) Francis <laughs> oh. McDormand has an Oscar for Fargo, right? She sure does. And you know, man, don't give him another one. If they've already got one, I feel like don't give him another one. You think uh, Meryl Streep does doesn't deserve all three of her Oscars, all twenty one of her nominations? No, man, that's enough. That's enough. Okay. No, I mean she deserves them, but like, don't give her any more. Like at this point, it's not doing anything to her career. She's already made it. Yeah, you're right. And also, yeah, and also, I didn't really like Three Billboards, so. You didn't? Yeah. I wanted to watch it, but I never got to it. It's it's ra- it's like weirdly racist 
And oh, yeah, it's I love Frances McDormand. I love Sam Rockwell. I like Woody Harrelson too. I just that movie. I love Woody Harrelson. I like his like the way he talks, his accent. Yeah, his his drawl. Yeah, yeah. I I love the first season of True Detective. Yeah, it was cool. Um, I don't yeah. I don't like Matthew McConaughey. Yeah, he looks like he smells. Right. <laughs> He looks like leather. Like he looks like he's been out in the sun too much. <laughs> let's get him. Let's hook him up with uh, Mr. Dusty. And <laughs> <laughs> they could go on a, an adventure together. Yeah, I'm sure. I'll, I would watch that movie. Yeah, as long as he doesn't do another movie with Kate Hudson, I think we're good to go. <laughs> Margie's lots of fun. The fellows would like her. That's right, Eileen. Um. What else? What else did we want to touch on? Oh, um, can you believe that Kobe Bryant no. won an Oscar? So that's the thing that's funny. I wish we would have released the first episode because I talked about Kobe Bryant and the rape case against him. Mm-hmm. And we talked about him being nominated right. for an Oscar. Because I feel like Hollywood has taken such a big stance on women's rights and sexual harassment and all that stuff. Meanwhile, they turn around and nominate Kobe, mm-hmm. who pretty much admitted that his sexual encounter with that woman was non-consensual. Right, that she didn't provide consent to him. Yeah. So we turned around and we gave him an Oscar. An Oscar. On top of all the other successes he's already had. Yeah. And I, I, ooh, I got to stop because I I did send that uh, recording to my brother and I asked him for notes on it. And the first one of the first things he said was, don't bag on Kobe or the Lakers. <laughs> <laughs> he's problematic though we have to acknowledge it we can't just like ignore we can't turn a blind eye yeah and I, i've been seeing all this stuff all week about like oh kobe won and everybody's all pumped and shit for him and i'm just like ah yeah did we forget what he did um somebody posted all 30 pages i think it was of her um of the transcript of his accuser when she went to report the incident and i just i got through the first couple pages and i couldn't i couldn't keep going it's it's really bad that's awful and you know what i was gonna say too is i after i did all the research on what she had accused him of there were allegedly stories from other women who were also ready to start accusing kobe but when they saw how the first victim was being treated in the press and by other people and the way she was being slandered and she started getting death threats. They pulled back and they were like, you know what? Never mind. Oh, of course. And see, and I feel like that's why we have to give the benefit of the doubt, of the doubt. to women because there's no, there's no reason for them to subject themselves to death threats and all these crazy motherfuckers out here trying to like, I don't know, trying to, trying to protect Kobe for some reason. Like he needs protection. Yeah. Like Kobe fucking would protect you or knows who the fuck you are. <laughs> Okay, and then the other thing is, not only did we give Kobe an Oscar, but we gave Gary Oldman the Best Actor Oscar, and he straight up hit his wife in the head with a phone, like an old school 30-pound phone, like a landline. But that really happened? Like, they admitted to it and everything? Yeah, they admitted to it. Um, it was in their divorce proceedings, and oh my God. it's, yeah, it's fucking ugly. And then meanwhile, the other one is Ryan Seacrest out on the red carpet. <laughs> I loved all the shade that everybody was throwing at him. They didn't even want to give interviews to him and shit. Yeah, I love that too. There was only like 12 people that talked to him and all 12 people were real shady towards him. Ryan Seacrest has made his fucking money already. Let That fool too. Yeah. Bye. Go to Ontario, California, buy a house <laughs> and be done with it. And he has like 38 jobs too. If yeah. He, if, 
if he didn't do the one, if he didn't do the Oscars red carpet right now, just because, you know, even if it's just for appearances, like, let, let just let it breathe a little bit, you know? Like, he didn't yeah, need to throw someone else on there. Right. Ugh. It was, it was weird. I didn't like he that. He got a lot of bad looks anyways right now, because they were paying Kat Sadler, like, half of that other guppy. Half. That, right? Jason, yeah. What's his name? Jason whatever the fuck yeah whatever some basic ass white boy oh we gotta stop my brother said we say like white people problems too much too so i wanted to bring up some white people problems that were positive such as inheritances trust funds (laughs) the inheritance good credit um knowing when to shut up i don't know when to shut up that's like i feel like all the white people in my office they know like when they're gonna put their foot in their mouth and they stop themselves and they have like this sort of control because you know they were brought up correctly me i just put my fucking foot all the way in my mouth so okay then what's lena dunham's oh lena dunham she mexican (laughs) (laughs) her name is lena dunham Yeah, she she has foot in mouth she, disease. She does. <laughs> Poor Lena Dunham. She just got coddled too much, probably. I bet her parents just let her do whatever the fuck and say whatever the fuck. Oh, yeah. She definitely went to, like, some sort of artistic preschool that didn't teach them letters or anything because they just let them express their own <laughs> She doesn't know the alphabet. <laughs> Lena Dunham actually doesn't know the alphabet. She wrote the entire script of Girls in Hieroglyphics. <laughs> she wrote it in, in Wingdings because it's on her computer. <laughs> <laughs> and then Judd Apatow had to fucking translate it. But he was up for the challenge, guys. God bless. God bless Judd Apatow. <laughs> Seriously. What makes Sarah act the way she does? Is it a cover-up for some lack she feels in herself? Can a friend like Ron help her in any way? Is the group justified in judging everything Sarah does as snobbery? What do you think? All right. Um, Get we... to it, to it. Do it, do it, do it, do it. Yeah, do you remember that song? You know I remember that song. We're going to talk about wieners. Anthony mm-hmm. and Paul Rubens. All right. So I've got a fun one since my last one was decidedly not fun. <laughs> this is the story of seven-term United States Congressman Anthony Seven terms? Seven terms, dude. Oh, my God. And, okay, to prepare for this story, I rewatched the excellent, by the way, documentary Wiener, which opens with this quote. The name of a man is a numbing blow from which he never recovers. Marshall McLuhan. (laughs) (laughs) And I feel like, yeah, like the the unfortunateness, like the misfortune of his name. um, I think I think Alanis Morissette would call it ironic. Oh, yeah. Don't you think? <laughs> You're stupid. <laughs> but I'm chum. Like, like uh, why Why did the dude named Wiener have to be a pervert, right? Because he's a fucking like, joke. <laughs> through and through. Come on. It's, it's a little too on the nose. It's a little, uh, it's a little too on the Wiener. Yeah, for sure. Right? <laughs> I even saved this document that I wrote this on as Anthony's Wiener. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just to make myself laugh every time I opened it. So honestly, this little pervert never stood a chance. <laughs> All right. So uh, the first few moments of the documentary feature Wiener saying, shit, this is the worst. This is the worst. I'm doing a documentary on my scandal. I don't know. I guess the punchline is true about me. I did the things, but I did a lot of other things too. Okay. <laughs> and, then, and then the documentary starts. 
And the thing about this documentary is that it's weird. It's unusually intimate. Mm. Like you get to see Anthony in the midst of a crisis as he runs for mayor of New York City. And he lets the cameras into his home and you see one of the strangest, tensest marriages I've ever seen caught on oh, film. Oh man, I haven't watched this. So now I'm like, <laughs> I gotta go watch you it. Ha- you have to see it. Oh my it's God. It's on Netflix, um, right? It's on, right now it's on Hulu. Okay, cool. I read that after the documentary came out, Anthony was trying to say that his wife never agreed to be in the film. But I suspect that at that point, they were kind of trying to walk it back because everyone was like, what the fuck were you thinking letting cameras roll during that shit, you know? Like you guys obviously fucking hate each other. I feel like they they love each other, but they have have issues Mm. for sure. Um, I don't want her to love him. You don't or you do? I don't. Like I feel like she's so much better than him. Yeah. On November 3rd, 1998, Wiener, a Democrat, is elected to Congress as the representative for New York's 9th District, which is in Brooklyn. It was the old seat of Chuck Schumer, the current senator from New York, and his mentor who he had worked for for six years. He was super popular. And in the seven times that he was elected, he never had less than 60% of the vote. Oh, wow. Yeah. And he was, he was famous for being kind of a badass. Like, that's one of the saddest things about his downfall because as far as his work in Congress goes, he was killing it. Really? That's funny because I don't know anything about it since I'm from California. So the only thing I oh. know is, like, the scandal and all other shit. Oh, no, dude. We definitely needed more people like him in office back then. Or now, too. Definitely. Uh, minus the perversion, of course. Right. <laughs> well, anyway, he wasn't... He wasn't afraid to get in there and fight for what he believed in. He was smart and loud, opinionated, unapologetic. And there was a genuineness about him that was kind of rare for a politician. Mm -hmm. In 2005, he comes in second in a bid for the Democratic nomination for mayor of New York City. Wow! So basically, his career is on fire. Uh, We're talking presidential uh, track. Yeah, exactly. There's buzz about him in political circles. And people are constantly speculating about what heights he could possibly reach professionally. They're saying mayor of New York City, governor of New York. Like, who knows? Vice president, who knows? You know? Yeah. At the time, the sky was the fucking limit. In May 2009, he became engaged to Huma Abedin, a close aide to then Secretary of State Hillary Clinton. On July 10th, 2010, Anthony and Huma were married and former President Bill Clinton officiated. Wow. Fucking awesome. Okay. Um, So Huma, she's the definition of a bad bitch yeah. like she's fucking incredible she's smart I'm a as boss fuck ass bitch 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 <laughs> bitch that, that's um fun fact Bloop. Bloop. that song it <laughs> that song is about huma shut up <laughs> <laughs> um all right so she's she's driven she's powerful she's ambitious she makes herself indispensable to Hillary, not only professionally, but personally as well. Mm, smart. At Anthony and Huma's wedding, Hillary says, I have one daughter, but if I had a second daughter, it would be Huma. Wow. That's yeah. crazy. That's kind of a, that's kind of fucked up for, for Chelsea. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> if I was Chelsea, no, I'd be like, no. fuck you, mom. No, you know that Chelsea's the apple of her eye. Yeah, She's for just, sure. But Huma's definitely second place, though. Damn, that's pretty powerful. <laughs> yeah. So... So now, Anthony, he's not only killing it professionally, and per- yeah. but, but as fellow Brooklynite Jay-Z would say, he's got the hottest chick in the game wearing his chain. Dude, you know? <laughs> you got to feel so powerful at that point. Like, there's ooh, there's a good feeling, a power couple feeling. Ooh, 
Oh yeah. Oh yeah, for sure. And they're both they're both like getting high off of those fumes. Oh yeah. Off being a power. They're probably macking like crazy at that time. Oh yeah, definitely. <laughs> so this dude is straight kicking ass at life. So this would be the part in his behind the music when the narrator would say something like, um, uh, but little did he know that his ideal life was about to come crashing down. And then they'd show his blurred out dick pic and cut to commercial. God damn it, man. <laughs> on, on May 27th, 2011, a photograph of a man's crotch, specifically of an erect penis concealed by gray boxer reefs, in case you're curious, is sent from Wiener's Twitter account as an at reply to a 21-year-old woman in Seattle and is then quickly taken down. So I remember this, and it was, to be honest, a weak pick, right? I'm not, you know, I'm not mad at it. I, I enjoy a bulge. Let's not yeah, put it this was, in the It was podcast. a bulge pick, right? <laughs> it was a bulge pick, yeah. All right. <laughs> it was, okay, it was whatever. Um, <laughs> <laughs> hashtag your dick is whatever. <laughs> On... <laughs> on May 29th, a spokesman says Wiener's accounts were hacked and calls the social media scandal a distraction. Over the next couple of days, Wiener gave a series of interviews in which he denied sending the photo and suggested that someone, perhaps a political opponent, had hacked, into, <laughs> had hacked into his accounts and published the photo. You, wait, first of all, you know his wife saw that shit right away and was like, that's you. That's you, she of course. That's it. I bought. I bought you that. I bought you that underwear. I know. I got. <laughs> I bought you that dick. <laughs> um, so Wiener also said he could not say with certitude that the photo was not of him because he was, you know, he was kind of proud of it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he suggested that the image might be doctored, saying maybe it did start being a photo of mine and now looks something different. So basically. He's he's scrambling and making up a million shaggy ass. It wasn't me lies to cover his ass. <laughs> Dusty ass Anthony Weiner. <laughs> or should I say, or should I say cover his dick? Um, on <laughs> on on June sixth. Wait, so this Breitbart. is all a weird a year after he got married. But um, yes, this is a year after he got married. Aww. two years after he got engaged. That's horrible. Uh, on June sixth, Breitbart posted a cropped shirtless picture of Weiner. That was obtained from a second woman on the internet. Oh my god. <laughs> and said that Wiener had sent more pictures of himself, including at least one that was sexually graphic. Later that day, Wiener holds a press conference and tearfully admits to sending the photo and then lying <laughs> repeatedly to protect himself. Oh my god. <laughs> He also said that he had, quote, engaged in several inappropriate conversations conducted over Twitter, Facebook, email and occasionally on the phone god damn <laughs> dude email. i can i just say can we back up a second because i yeah. fucking love a press conference where they have to talk about a scandal oh yeah that's it's so it's painful though i, I fucking record that shit <laughs> that's not painful for me oh but it's one of those train wreck things i can't i can't look at those yeah. i don't know you can't it's, look away well, actually, this one wasn't too bad to me because it's, you know, it's relatively innocuous. As, at that time, it was relatively innocuous, you know. Was she uh, there with him? No, she wasn't there. Okay. Um, would you so, do that? Would I stand next to a man? Yeah. Hell no. Are me you either. fucking kidding me? I have, me I have self-respect. No, uh, no shame you. to Huma. You did what you had to do, Huma. I wasn't, I wasn't there, obviously, but whatever. Yeah. Um, 
So he said that he had exchanged messages and photos of an explicit nature with about six women over the last three years. Damn. Six. That's two women a year, though. Yeah, but he's but that, ugly. Yeah, he's fugly. I don't get. I mean, I know like women are attracted to power, but really? He's kind of funny, though. Like, he's got game. I get it. He does? Okay. Yeah. Um, <laughs> You're going to let him slide into your DMs, man? Oh, you don't even know. I'll get to when I let him slide to my DMs. Don't worry. <laughs> he added that he had never met or had a physical relationship with any of them. Okay. He said, he said he was deeply ashamed of his terrible judgment and actions, which he called very dumb. However, he refuses to resign. What? Uh, well, yeah. I mean, it's just... It's a... It's a dick pic. You're, are you going to resign from your seven-term con- congressmanship? If everybody has seen my dick? Yeah, maybe. No, it was covered, remember? it was Oh, in his- it was a bulge. It was a bulge pic. Oh, that's right. All right. Uh, when Wiener answered questions, he said that he had the continuing support of his wife, Huma, who was pregnant at the time <gasps> with their oh first child. Oh, my God. Oh, no. <sighs> That's why is why does that make it extra horrible? It's ex- because you think that you could put your issues aside for like one minute and just like be, be supported. Be yeah, be true to your girl, to your wife. She's growing a fucking baby, dude. That's isn't that weird? Um, pregnancy is weird. Oh yeah, like, pregnancy <laughs> scares the shit out of me. There's a parasite that's leeching things off of you, growing inside of your body. I don't like that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tell us how you really feel, man. No disrespect to moms out there, but mm. yeah, <laughs> that shit's weird. You funky. It's, it's weird. You're dusty. Your uterus is dusty. Um, <laughs> on June 11th, Wiener seeks a temporary leave of absence from Congress while he seeks professional treatment for a what? Spokes- sex addiction? Yeah. What? That's the go-to, obvi. Yeah, for sure. Uh, a spokeswoman says he will focus on becoming a better husband and a healthier person. Hmm. On June 16th, Wiener says he's resigning from Congress. Oh, my (laughs) God. At a news conference in Brooklyn during which he's interrupted by hecklers, which I'm sure was just like, hey, Anthony, I'm walking here. Put your dick away. (laughs) Or some shit, right? (laughs) Right. (laughs) Uh, Wiener apologizes for the personal mistakes, quote, I have made and the embarrassment I have caused. You know what it so, is, too, is that he's all over the place. He's like, no, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. And then he's like, okay, yeah, it was me. It was me. But I'm going to stay working here. I'm going to stay working here. But no, never mind. Never mind. No, I'm not. Because he's scrambling. You I know. know was- but I see, I don't respect that. Fucking just own up to it. Just be like, oh, yeah, it was me. And I'm going to stay working here. That's you it. You know, honestly, I feel like if he would have done that, we wouldn't be having this conversation right now. It would have been over. Yeah. He would have been a quickie. <laughs> <laughs> Right at the end. Remember right. that time uh, mayor, mayor of New York, Anthony Weiner, tweeted his dick bulge. His bulge. That was wild. So in a little over two weeks from May 29th to June 16th, this dude's career is seemingly destroyed. Uh, it all happened so quickly, right? Two yeah, weeks? it was super quick. Yeah. yeah. And it was uh, in the news like all the time when it was happening. Yeah, for sure. It was. Yeah, that was the that was the song of the summer that was the cool for the summer of 2012 or whatever the fuck 2011 anthony weiner's dick pic was produced by calvin harris for the summer (laughs) (laughs) all right so um but the thing for me is how humiliating was this for him and for huma 
Oh yeah. Uh, I would I would never want to show my face in public again if I were him or her. Me either. But then two years later, on May twenty second, twenty thirteen, Wiener attempts a fucking comeback. Did he lay low for two years? Like, did we not hear much about him? We didn't hear much about him until shortly before his comeback. Like, he'd put out a People Magazine interview saying, like, yeah, that was that was a hard time in my life, in our married lives. But it's behind us now. and We've grown as a couple. And, you know, things are yeah. all good. And look at our baby, because now they've got the baby, you know? Right, right. Um, so this is when the documentary crew starts following him. Okay. He runs for mayor of New York City again, asking voters for a second chance. And the crazy thing is, the voters seem like they're willing to give it to him. Oh, yeah. The public loves male vulnerability and forgiving men. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, they definitely do. We don't like women in vulnerable positions and shit. Yeah. Poor men. We love it. Poor Britney. That that takes me back to 07. Yeah. Britney can make it through 07. Anthony (laughs) can make it through his wiener scandal. (laughs) Um, so he immediately starts leading in the polls. And to be honest, if I were voting at that time, I totally would have forgiven him too. It was a relatively modest dick pic in that it was covered by his underwear. And like you said, he was really tough and like he was actually very good at his job and he had good standards, right? Exactly. And more and most importantly, Huma forgave him and was, you know. Yeah, so she could forgive him. Right. She w- And people say that they're in the documentary. People like walk by on the street and say, you know, we love you, Anthony. Like if Puma forgave you, like, of course, we're going to and shit. Oh, wow. Um, And, you know, to be honest, his his dick pic was his bulge pic was very classy. I'm not mad at it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> and I don't think he ever acknowledged who he intended to send it to. It could it could have been the Huma, but he accidentally sent it to that twenty one year old. He was also sexting, which is true. That's another theory out there <laughs> in the Twitterverse. But we'll never know. It's almost romantic, no? <laughs> yeah, for sure. So there's speculation during this time about why he, and most surprisingly, why Huma would want to expose themselves, no pun intended, to the limelight again. Someone said, and I think Anthony also said something to this effect that. All Huma wanted was to get her perfect or or seemingly perfect life back. And for Anthony, the only way he could do this for a woman that he loved and who clearly loved him was to get his shit together and try to put his train back on the track that was most likely going on before his dick derailed it, you know? <sighs> um, anyway, on July 22nd, so two months later, with Wiener leading in the polls, a gossip site posts sexually explicit messages from a year after he left Congress. Oh my god. So they say they were exchanged between Wiener and a woman later identified as Indiana native Sydney Leathers. What's a better what? what's a better name? Stormy Daniels or Sydney Leathers? Oh, I don't know. Is is Sydney Leathers her actual name? Yeah, that's her actual name. Cuz Stormy Daniels is that her like that's her movie name? That's her stage name, yeah. Oh, okay. So yeah, then Sydney Leathers by far. I like Sydney Leathers because yeah, it, that's a dope name. It's clearly a hose name, like Stormy Daniels. <laughs> Stormy Daniels. It's up there with Anthony Weiner. Like you oh, were yeah, named yeah. exactly. You were born to be a hoe with the name Sydney Leathers. Stormy- God damn it! I hate when men do this shit when it's like you fucking got a second chance. Like, come on, right? You got a second Why? chance not only in your personal life but also in your professional life. You were you was leading in the polls. Why can't you just be yeah more careful? Not more careful, just fucking stop. Right. Yeah. He can't. There's some there's something wrong with him. But Yeah, he's too horny. Um so I wanted to say that Stormy Daniels is a meteorologist's name. 
right? <laughs> but but most most meteorologists are hoes, you know, whatever. So uh, Sydney Leathers claims that Wiener used the alias Carlos Danger. Oh <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that for Fucking their exchanges. Carlos. Carlos Danger. <laughs> I'm gonna call my cousin Carlos this now. Ew, no, you can't. That's incestuous. <laughs> So Carlos Danger, of all the people who could possibly have the screen name Carlos Danger, Anthony fucking Weiner isn't one of them. Also, also Anthony Weiner already sounds like a made up name for sexting. And yeah, just use that name. And most Americans don't read or watch the fucking use. So just use your real fucking name. Who cares? No one's yeah, gonna, you think fucking Cindy Leathers is going to know who the fuck Anthony <laughs> Weiner is? No one's going to recognize fucking Anthony Weiner. Or, okay, at most, change it to like Tony Weiner. Like, yeah, for sure. Actually, you know what? Never mind. Because if someone named Carlos Danger tried to talk to me online, I'd probably talk to him. <laughs> <laughs> but not Tony Wiener? Not, uh, yeah. Okay. I talked to Tony Wiener before Anthony Wiener for sure. Okay. <laughs> so 10 4. <laughs> he probably knew what he was doing. He seems like a professional, an expert. <laughs> uh, so, so, so sometime during this circus, a legit naked dick pic is leaked to the media. Oh, I, I don't remember that. Oh. <laughs> Are we going to post this on our Instagram as a teaser for this episode? Catch it um, on our Instagram. I'm going to try to link it to uh, Ewan McGregor's daughter's page. Oh, no. She's 21. She's grown. She'd probably talk to, Car- right. to Carlos Danger. We can't be sending people unsolicited dick pics, Oh, that's mate. true. That's problematic. That's true. So the next... I haven't seen a celebrity dick pic in a minute. Oh, you want me to show you some? <laughs> You want me to link you to my to my Dropbox folder? <laughs> Is it named Carlos Dangers? <laughs> Carlos is danger. Uh, so the next day on July 23rd, at a news conference with his wife, Huma, by his side. God damn it, Huma. Don't Vanessa Bryan it. That's what I'm saying. But see, okay, the thing, at least Kobe had the decency to get Vanessa an $8 million apology ring so she could look at, at it during the press conference and go to her fucking yeah, happy broke, place. Yeah, broke ass and con- <laughs> politics don't make money. Come on. No, no, dude. Oh, fuck. I don't understand why this is, this is like the shamed man's greatest hit. Like, why, why is it that pieces of shit always have to rope their wives into humiliating themselves at press conferences right along with them? I don't know, man. I fucking hate that. Yeah. Like, you made your own mess. Go fucking lie in your messy-ass bed. They can't fight. It's the same thing. The same reason the public fucking forgave him. Because Huma, he was probably like, I need you, yeah. you know, like, all vulnerable and shit. And she fucking fell for it. Just like we all fucking fall for uh, it, fucking men. Um, That actually, you know, they show that in the documentary where he's like, please, I need you to come out for this. And he makes her give a statement. It's... Are you serious? You really... I. Please, like, tonight, go watch this documentary. Oh, I will. Because I will. Okay, when I saw it, when it came out, I thought it was good. But now that I was watching it with an eye, like, trying to figure this motherfucker out, you know? Like, it's yeah. it's really fucking good. All right, I'm gonna watch it. Okay. Uh, so, Wiener responded, quote, I said that other texts and photos were likely to come out, and today they have. What? When did he say that? Um, he said that at the end of the previous scandal. Like, two years yeah, ago? Yeah, like, he was like, you know, I don't know what's gonna come out, but, you know, whatever. Okay. So super low key, I've looked at all of the pictures um, <laughs> that I'm talking about in this story, obviously for, for research and and nothing more. Um, Absolutely, <laughs> being the professionals that we are, <laughs> and and Carlos Danger has a surprisingly nice body. I'm just I'm just saying, like he's 
he's ripped. For shut up, <laughs> he, <man>. is. <laughs> he is. He is. Uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna send you some pictures later. I'm gonna look up Carlos Danger. Right yeah, you should. And, and when you see how ripped he is, you're gonna be you're gonna be surprised. Uh, so Weiner says he definitely won't drop out of the mayoral race. Saying at a news conference, <laughs> why is his face like this in this shirtless picture? It's like he's surprised. Who? Huh? <laughs> He looks stupid. He's surprised by his own bulge. <laughs> He's just like the rest of us. Um, so he says at the news conference that this is entirely behind me. And what? No, it's literally it's right in front of you. <laughs> just like just like his dick, just like his bulge. So on July 25th at a news conference in Brooklyn, Wiener admitted that he had sexted with three women in the months after his resignation from Congress and that there had been six to ten women involved in total. Aww. On September 10th, Wiener finishes fifth, a.k.a. last, in the Democratic <laughs> mayoral primary with only DFL with only 4.9% of the vote. Oh, my God. Yeah. And he was. And, you know, the pe- those people that gave those votes did it as a joke or they had voted. You know how you can vote early or whatever. Oh, yeah. So they voted before the fucking dick pick. Came yeah. Out. And it's. Oh. It's real sad because um, in the documentary, they show him going to vote for himself and like begging Huma to go with him. And he's like, we have to be seen together. And they're taking the baby. And she's like, I can't go out there. He's being surrounded by media. And she finally puts her foot down Aww. and she's like, I'm, I'm not going. Aww. So he takes the baby. So, but at this point, they're still married. They're not divorced no, or planning a divorce. No, not, not divorced, not planning on it. They're, they're together. So... Aww. He takes the baby to go vote for him. You know, he goes, how they always do that photo op. And yeah. and when he comes out, you know, he tells his baby, like, we did it. Give and give a thumbs up. And then the baby starts screaming and crying. It's just, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, I feel, this is sad. Um, yeah. And we thought that that was the last we'd hear of Anthony Carlos Danger Wiener. But behind the music voice... <laughs> <laughs> but Ooh. Anthony Weiner was far from finished. And we <laughs> cut to commercial. So three years later, on August 28, 2016, the New York Post publishes photos. Uh, the newspaper says Weiner sent the previous year to a 40-something d- divorced woman. One, one bulging underwear shot shows his and Huma's toddler son cuddling next to him. <gasps> no yeah dude it's it's fucked up like he what's wrong he with can't him? take five minutes not to sex some strange woman he's never met and will never meet isn't snapchat around by this yeah but he's old old people don't know snapchat i don't know snapchat yeah he tried to dm someone and he fucking publicly tweeted <laughs> yeah. it. he don't know snapchat he was, he was sext emailing what is there even a word <laughs> for that <laughs> um <laughs> but anyway <laughs> Do you remember that meme I have of that old guy holding the Zach Morris ass cell phone? And he's like, when you fax her a dick pic and you're waiting for her to respond. <laughs> dude, I don't I don't trust fax machines. They're the fucking devil. They're magic, dude. It's like, <laughs> what is it with you and conspiracy theories today? I can't. I, Pregnancies, fax machines. I can't wrap my mind about like how they work. I understand somewhat the internet and the phone you know <laughs> but like but a fax machine that shit is magic you could draw something and then your friend can get it through the phone you know kiss <laughs> me through the phone do you remember that oh yeah i remember that too uh, that was soldier boy's second hit oh that was soldier boy oh yeah uh, that was soldier boy shout out to soldier boy um 
<laughs> so the next day, on, on August 29th, Uma finally says she's separating from Anthony. On September 21st, the Daily Mail publishes an interview with a 15-year-old girl who says she had sexually explicit online texts and video exchanges with Wiener. No! Wiener acknowledges communications, but also claims he's the subject of a hoax. We've heard him say this before. Right. He said it was maybe another political yeah. party or person. Yeah. And then FBI agents soon begin investigating Wiener's communications with the girl seizing his computer. One month later, on October 28th, in a letter to Congress, then FBI Director James Comey says his agency is investigating whether there is classified information in newly discovered emails of former Secretary of State Hillary Clinton, the then <gasps> Democratic presidential nominee. Oh my God, May, I forgot about this connection. Yeah. So the emails containing correspondence between Hillary and Huma were discovered on Anthony's computer seized in the sexting investigation. <gasps> so this motherfucking scumbag ruined so, Hillary Clinton's campaign. Exactly. So this letter, like now in hindsight, all the historians and stuff are saying that this perhaps is literally the deciding factor that swung the election away from Hillary and led to her loss on election night. Because oh you have to remember that this was October 28th. So it was like... Yeah, we're right around the Right, corner. it was a week or so before the election. And that's when they reopened it. Yeah, that's right. Exactly. So I remember. fucking Anthony Weiner's dick has inserted itself into another historical moment like it's motherfucking Forrest Gump. I hate, I hate <laughs> this motherfucker. Um, What's up with him now? I'm getting to it, getting to it. Oh, my bad, my bad. <laughs> On November 6th, two days before the presidential election, Comey tells Congress a review of the newly discovered emails hasn't changed the FBI's yeah. view that Clinton should not face charges over handling... Uh, uh, fuck Comey. Over uh, her handling of classified information. Yeah, fuck Comey. On May 19th, 2017, Wiener pleads... We should have named this podcast Fuck You and Everyone Else. <laughs> Remember, I wanted, to, I wanted to name it Look at This Asshole? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would have been a good one. <laughs> um, so on May 19, 2017, Wiener pleads guilty to criminal charges in connection with his online communications with a 15-year-old girl. Huma report... So he knew that they she was Yeah, 15? he did. Um, I've read some of their, their correspondence a while ago, like a year ago. And I mean, uh, it's certainly suggestive. But it's not too explicit. It's not too explicit. What I, what I read, I'm, I'm sh maybe there's more, but you know. It was, it, like it was very it was very inappropriate. I'll I'll say okay. that. Huma Huma reportedly filed for divorce shortly before he entered his guilty plea. On September wow. 25th, a federal judge sentences Wiener to 21 months in prison and orders him to report to prison in November. So he's been in prison since November. And on January, oh my, oh my God, man! And on know January that. 10th of this year, it was reported that Huma withdrew her petition for divorce <gasps> after the couple released a joint statement, basically saying. It was for the good of their now six-year-old child. Wait, what? So they're not going to get divorced for their they're kid? They're not going to get divorced for their kid. But I will say that some are sort of speculating that it has more to do with making sure that Anthony can't be obligated to testify against Huma. Testify against her, in, yeah. the marital In case things get politically heated for her and someone, you know who, wants to start investigating Hillary's mm -hmm. fucking emails again. Wow. That's crazy. I feel bad I, for whom I really lot, do. Actually. Like she's she's so she's incredible, like I said before, and it's just I don't understand. Like with Madonna, like what is she doing with this with this dude? Know. 
They almost had it all. Imagine if he could have kept his wang in his yeah, pants. Yeah, for sure. He could have been... They would have been yeah. president, maybe. And, you know, like, the whole time I was watching the documentary, and really, like, the whole time, since the first time I heard about his scandal, I've always thought, like, what is, what's wrong with him, right? And, and there's, yeah. there's an interesting Vanity Fair article where they get a bunch of psychologists to speculate on what the fuck is wrong with him. Now that I think about it, it might even be called What the Fuck is Wrong with Anthony Weiner. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Did we write that? <laughs> no. Yeah, and they just kind of say, sure, it's it's sex addiction, sure, it's impulse control, but it, they they go into a lot of a lot of speculation about what might be wrong with him. He does say that it's kind of like having a pen pal. He also said he felt disconnected to the people that he was chatting with, so that it was similar to playing a video game. So like you know, fuck it, what? Just play a fucking play a video, video game. game. There's so. I, I get played Sims. so many games where you get to have sex with women in them. Like, you know, <laughs> seems better than <laughs> dick pic, bulge pics. Yeah. Stop sending pics. At one point, like, why wouldn't he at least stop sending right. pics? You already know that this shit isn't working he out for you, He dude. can't help himself. I, I don't believe that. Mm-hmm. I don't like that fucking weak yeah. ass man. You can fucking help yourself. You just mm-hmm. don't. I think he's got some sort of disease, some sort of bulge disease. <laughs> um by the way some of the transcripts from his sex are online and let me tell you they are they're worth a read i touched my pearls a little bit you ain't got no (laughs) pearls man shut up i got i got a a pearl g-string i clutched my pearl (laughs) (laughs) g-string with your ass cheeks (laughs) you clutch your ass cheeks real fast (laughs) ouch ouch charlie (laughs) <laughs> Out, <Alex> Carlos. <laughs> Shut up. And, and that's the story of Anthony Weiner. Well, the party is off to a good start. Guests are on time. Everyone's out to have fun and to help others. Have fun. We have a double feature tonight on the Weiner stories because mine is Pee Wee touching. Yes, Pee-wee. I'm excited for this. Yes, Queen. Did you? Yes, yes. <laughs> Did you yes, watch yes. Pee Wee when you were a kid? Yeah, I did a little bit, and I watched uh, his movie this week. So my story is about Pee Wee, also known as Paul Rubens, like the sandwich, <laughs> like the Renaissance okay, so, painter. For for our classy yep. listeners out there, all all one of you, <laughs> um, <laughs> go on. <laughs> okay, so Paul Rubens was born in New York in 1952, but grew up in Florida. Oh wow. He- he is a comedian who started out as a part of the legendary improv comedy team in L.A. named The Groundlings. Cool. Who yeah. else is a Groundling? Lisa Kudrow? Uh, uh, Melissa McCarthy, Phil Hartman. Elvira. Yep. Um, God, so many people, dude. Mm-hmm. Anyway, so here, like I just said, he met fellow comedian Phil Hartman, R.I.P. Yeah. And they were close friends. And I read that Phil helped Paul Rubens create his most famous character, Pee-wee Herman. (laughs) You're pronouncing it Herman? Yeah, Pee-wee Herman. (laughs) Okay. Okay, so Pee-wee Herman is supposed to be a typical guy that you'd see at a comedy club who would never ever make it as a real comic. He has a signature gray plaid suit, white button-up shirt, red bow tie, and white shoes. Hashtag iconic. Hashtag outfit of the day. (laughs) 
<laughs> that's a good look. I would rock that. I would no. You know who would rock that? Ellen. Ellen would rock the. Oh yeah, <laughs> the Pee Wee Herman. Pee Herman look. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know about that about Pee Wee, but he was supposed to be like a failed comic. I only really knew him in the later years when he was revamped for kids. Yeah. But anyways, that's why he does that laugh, which. <laughs> right, I thought you were gonna do it. I'm trying. I'm like trying to pump myself up to try, but it's so bad the times that I've tried. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. <laughs> <laughs> we're never gonna be sued for copyright infringement because I'm just such a fucking horrible impersonator. You sound like uh, you sound like French Montana. You sound like you were saying hi. <laughs> <laughs> French Montana is Pee Wee Herman's cousin. You sound like you sound like uh, who's that? You sound like Woody Woodpecker. Is he the one who's like? <laughs> I do sound like <laughs> Woody. Woody Wood. Woody. Fun fact. Uh, Woody Woodpecker is uh, French Montana's real name. <laughs> <laughs> I thought his real name was Carlos Danger. <laughs> okay, okay. So, uh, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> anyway, so he does that laugh because he's like technically supposed to be like laughing at his own jokes. Mm. And then his signature, I know you are, but what am I? Is supposed to be like a, a failed burn to respond to hecklers. Oh, okay. That's, yeah. This is basically me as a stand up comic. Like, this is what I would <laughs> me be too. <laughs> Yeah, like if anybody started emailing us shit, I'd be like, fuck you. Oh, yeah. Hell yeah. <laughs> We're, let's put them on notice. If anyone starts emailing us some shit, some <laughs> some constructive criticism or otherwise, we're just going to be actually, like, I know you are. <laughs> I know you are, but what am I? Yeah, that's what we're going to do. <laughs> 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 oh, God. Um, okay, so the Pee Wee character is childlike, effeminate, cheerful, and quirky. He's a total weirdo that you could fall in love with platonically. <laughs> and people have compared him to Pinocchio. Yes, he is. Oh my god! When my parents came here before they were before they were legally allowed to work, uh, uh -huh. we the only thing that we could afford was like to go to the library and check out videos. You know, we couldn't go to like Blockbuster or whatever the fuck or the movies or whatever was was going on back then. Um, yeah. So my mom would take me every week to the library to get a movie or a video, and we would always get Shelley Duvall's Fairy Tale Theater. And my favorite episode was. Pee Wee Herman was Paul Rubens as Pinocchio. Aww. Yeah. Man, that was a really sweet story. It's, it's, it's so good. I, oh my God. Like there, I like you better when you talk about dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> there, if you've never seen Shelley Duvall's fairy tale theater, there's some really good episodes. There's Robin Williams as like the, the frog prince. There's Liza Minnelli as the princess and the pea. Like Aww. it's real good throwback, but go on. Okay. Okay. So that's a good uh, tip. Okay, so um, around this time, Paul Rubens failed an audition for SNL, causing him to create a Pee Wee Herman show. And just a bloop, fun fact, Gilbert Gottfried got the part on SNL. Oh, no. And he is the actual parrot in Aladdin. <laughs> I, I would have rather seen uh, Paul Rubens on SNL than Gilbert Gottfried, TBH. Me too. Right? Yeah, me too. Actually, maybe not because then we wouldn't have gotten Pee Wee. Or maybe we would have gotten him, but in sketches. Right, it would have been like an SNL thing. Yeah, okay. Okay, so the original Pee Wee Herman show ran for five months at the Roxy Theater in L.A., and it was sold out. Yeah. Uh, HBO ended up picking up a special about it, 
and Phil Hartman co-wrote the special with Paul Rubens. Whoa. I know. Isn't that so nice? That's and also, cool. hey, if you get an HBO special, you pretty much made it, right? Yeah, you made it. Yeah, like those uh, that podcast, Two Dope Queens or whatever. Let's not talk about them. <laughs> um let's start a feud with them like jimmy kimmel and matt damon they're they're i know we're jimmy kimmel like a funny and, feud yeah we're jimmy kimmel and they're matt damon i was telling Howell, do you think that quentin tarantino will get mad that we're trying to use that little clip at the end of the podcast and he was like i hope quentin tarantino gets mad at you guys because then imagine how many people will find out about your podcast <laughs> and also if quentin tarantino got mad at us we'll just show him our feet like that's oh it. yeah true yeah. true done. done okay Okay, so he got an HBO special, and he became a cult figure in the 1980s. Paul was very committed to this act. He was never seen out of character during this time, as he wanted people to think that Pee-wee was a real person. He did all interviews and appearances as Pee-wee Herman. Pee-wee even has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame, and Paul Rubens doesn't. Oh, no. Yeah. Damn. Um, That's not... Did you know they have to pay to get that? Who? Uh, the person who gets the star has to pay to receive it. So they have to pay, they have to fork over $16,000 or something. What? <laughs> yeah. So ever since I found out about that, like, I'm not that impressed by stars on the Walk of Fame. No, that's stupid. I'm not impressed by that part of Hollywood, anyways. I want to, like, avoid it at all costs. Yeah. That's where that dusty man lives, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> uh, in, like, three times a year, he just saves up enough money to get a tuxedo and, like, crash parties. <laughs> <laughs> i'm not mad at it shit okay so uh peewee was a late night regular and he went on tour as peewee also mm-hmm. um so in 1985 this character got its own feature film peewee's big adventure and paul rubens commissioned an unknown very small director who was going to make his film debut and that person was tim burton tim burton oh my god yes yeah. And it's so funny because if you watch it, it's totally a Tim Burton film. Yeah, of course it is. Yeah, and it, so it was a gigantic success. Right. Oh, dude, this this movie was so good. Do you remember when he's uh, dancing on the bar? Oh, yeah, you do remember. Yes, that's the it. best fucking part. Yeah, that's the best part. <laughs> and I read that um, he had done that while he was on tour throughout the U.S. Yeah. And that part of his show always got like so many laughs and screams and stuff so he decided to put it in the movie i like that part because that's basically how i dance oh me too yeah that's like the extent of my ability to dance i can (laughs) (laughs) i can do i can do the peewee herman dance and i can do the the shoulder the shoulder bounce from the honey video that's it oh right right me too (laughs) oh i could i definitely have the dancing abilities of mariah carey (laughs) i have the uh drinking abilities of mariah carey oh yeah that also (laughs) Okay, so the film was a huge success, and it instantly became a cult classic. And like I said, uh, I was in a Pee Wee Herman internet hole this week, so I just went full-blown, and I watched the movie. Cool. I went full wiener. Cool. And I watched the movie. (laughs) So then, so that was 1985. So then, in 1986, he kind of revamped Pee Wee to be child-friendly, and he got a Saturday morning show. That Pee Wee's Playhouse. That's so smart dude like yeah because he was already childlike anyway right and you're okay you're making all this money like with this character and you know that eventually it's gonna run its course but you know who never gets tired of a character kids <laughs> fucking kids you know? yeah my coworker was like have you ever seen the movie mona and i was like no i haven't and he was like well i've seen it about 300 times because <laughs> <laughs> he has like very young daughters and shit oh. no yeah kids they'll watch the same shit forever yeah 
So yeah, so you got a Saturday morning show, and it's kind of like a variety show. Mm-hmm. And it was co-written by his homeboy Paul- Phil Hartman. Aw, that's tight. Didn't he yeah. play? Did he play a role on the show? I don't know. Probably they they had um guest stars all the time. They had Lawrence Fishburne. So it was yep, Oprah and Cher. Whoa! It was full of so a super cute show full of animals, inventions, robots, and puppets. The show uh won a total of fifteen Emmy Awards. Wow. Yeah, You're, and it was nominated like close to. Do 30. you remember they would have um, every episode? They would have a secret word. They'd be like, "Yeah." They'd be like, "The secret word is orangutan," and then someone would say, like, "Oh, you sound like him," <laughs> and everyone would go crazy. We should have had a secret yeah. word from this episode. The secret word is. <laughs> huh? <laughs> <laughs> the secret. The secret word for this episode is is wiener, definitely, or or no, bald. That ain't a secret. <laughs> <laughs> okay, um, so the show was also considered very progressive, as Pee Wee's friends were diverse racially and culturally. Aww. And in a very famous Rolling Stone interview, by the way, do you remember Rolling Stone being a big deal? Oh yeah, for sure, dude. Like being on the cover of Rolling oh. Stone was a big ass deal. It was the biggest. It was the pinnacle. And you don't have to pay. That was the Instagram of our day. And you didn't have to pay $16,000 to get that shit. Yeah. yeah. It was just. <laughs> <laughs> Remember Jennifer Aniston's Rolling Stone <gasps> cover? Where she's like naked with uh, just a see sheet. her bum. Yeah. yeah. Dude. I can't. Remember Britney Spears and the Teletubby? Yes. And she's holding like a cord yeah. phone to her. Yeah. Ear. Yeah. It's so cute. Yeah. Okay. So in a Rolling Stone interview in 1987, Paul Rubin said. I'm just trying to illustrate that it's okay to be different. Not that it's good, not that it's bad, but that it's all right. I'm trying to tell kids to have a good time and to encourage them to be creative and to question things. So he was really huge. He became sort of like a new wave, morally positive, almost like Mr. Rogers type of character. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, but, uh, he was totally going down that but path. But it was, it's better than Mr. Rogers because there's a little like subversion to it, you know, like almost not for kids you know yeah because there's something dark yeah. about it but i think that might just be because that first film was directed by tim <laughs> well Burton. i think that the darkness in that he's a grown-ass man acting like a child yeah you know acting like a baby yeah <laughs> so i read also that he wouldn't even endorse junk food and he uh tried to make a sugar-free cereal with Kellogg's. oh he's tight yeah so your boy peewee was a organic vegan <laughs> um, gluten-free yeah, gluten-free, G-F-O-V. <laughs> um, <laughs> so this all transitioned him from like a late-night special guest and a comedy club regular to this super kid-friendly show star. Mm-hmm. And he was already super famous before he, he got Pee-wee's Playhouse, but it pushed him into like a broader family-friendly audience and cemented his star status. Okay. Unfortunately, it might not have been the best direction to take the character in. Wait. Uh, <laughs> Why? This is my that's my own opinion. I didn't get that from anything okay. honestly. Okay, so the show ran through November 10th, 1990 after 5 seasons. Ruben said he was burnt out from always being Peewee, oh, obviously, yeah. and he had other characters that he wanted to try. Okay. So he was really like balls deep into Peewee and he kind of had put his other stuff yeah, on hold. Yeah, sure. Okay. So that was November 10th, 1990. So about 8 months after Peewee's Playhouse had ended on Friday, July 26th, 1991, Paul Rubens was visiting his parents in Sarasota, Florida, when he decided to treat himself to a film at the Triple X Five Trail. <laughs> treat Cinema. yourself. Treat yourself. 
The police had been doing sting operations at this theater, so they would go and hang out and catch men masturbating and then oh. arrest them on public indecency charges. Oh, my charges. God. Well, who gets this this assignment? Is it like your first day on the job? <laughs> <laughs> Are they undercover? Or would it just be not that unusual to see someone dressed like the cop from the village people sitting in the back of the theater? You know? <laughs> yeah, they were undercover. Okay. <laughs> But also, it might not have been weird to see a police right. officer there. Who knows? <laughs> so that night, a detective saw Paul Rubens masturbate at 8.25 p.m. and again at 8.35 p.m. And then he confronted and arrested Paul as he was preparing to leave Hold the up. theater. 8.25 <laughs> and then again at 8.35? Our, our boy Paul Rubens has a, has a quick refractory period, a short refractory period. <laughs> Motherfucker was hyper. (laughs) I know you are, but what am I? (laughs) Paul Rubens famously advised the detectives that he was, in fact, Pee Wee Herman, and he offered to do a children's benefit for the sheriff's office if the charges could be dropped. please tell me that at least his dick was put away while he was making this offer because... (laughs) He he was already leaving. He was like... Getting ready to go. So now, this is one of the most infamous celebrity mugshots of Mm -hmm. all time. And it's really fucking shocking because you have to remember that he was never seen not as Pee Wee Herman. He was always Pee Wee Herman. So when you compare it to the character of Pee Wee Herman, it's fucking insane. Isn't his hair all long and stuff? He has super long hair and he has like a goatee... And he has just like a regular T-shirt on. I mean, it's just shocking. Like nobody's seen him in a regular T-shirt, you know? That's funny. I'm going to pull it up. Yeah. So I think that's part of the reason why the public really freaked out about this was because no one knew who the fuck Paul Rubens was. People only knew Pee Wee Herman. They thought of him as a real person and that's what he fucking wanted. So it's fucking traumatic to then see this kids show host who's all cute and cheerful and shit looking like a murderous haired roadie for Rob Zombie. (laughs) I think uh, he looks, give him more credit than that. He looks like he could be a roadie for like Metallica. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, so we got a a huge kids show host getting caught touching his Mm -hmm. weenie. It's not a good look. So at this time, Pee Wee's Playhouse had already ended, but it was in syndication. So they were still paying like reruns. But once the news dropped, CBS stopped showing it completely. So people, like the public thought, oh, Pee-wee's Playhouse got canceled. Yeah. Um, Because the public is dumb. (laughs) Anyway, so (laughs) then Toys R Us also pulled all Pee-wee toys from stores. And he became a huge joke on Late Night and probably like the comedy club Mm -hmm. scene. And his career pretty much appeared to be over. So Rubens pled no contest to the criminal charges and he was ordered to provide community service hours. Um, he did have like support from celebrities and in particular there was this one that I saw quoted all the fucking time which was Bill Hyde's daughters Cosby <laughs> who backed him up and he said whatever he's he did is being blown out oh of proportion. Oh my god, of course. Yeah, right? Which is funny cuz at the time it was probably like a big ass deal to have Bill Cosby on your side but now that we know all about yeah, Uncle yeah. Bill it's oh, not so great. That's wow. Not that not that yeah. I feel okay personally I feel like what Paul Rubens did it's I don't know is that what those that's what those theaters are for like 
I don't know. That's what <laughs> that's what somebody told me. And I was just like, wow. OK, so this is 1990, yeah. right? So presumably what's up with the Internet at this time? Does uh, it exist? Let's see. Al Gore was Al Gore was busy, so he didn't invent the Internet yet. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so there was no internet. And remember, he was in Florida visiting his mom yeah. and dad. Yeah. So Even if so, there was an internet, his mom like, and dad definitely didn't have internet. <laughs> right. <laughs> um, so then, but I also feel like you're creative, right? Like, you're a creative dude. Can't you just, like, shut your eyes and make Especially it happen for Especially because yourself? I'm pretty sure that in there are several episodes of Pee-wee's Playhouse where he's like, just close your eyes and imagine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, No. <laughs> but that's a problem so that's that's why i said i think it's unfortunate that he transitioned himself to be so kid friendly because do you think maybe that if he wouldn't have done that and he wouldn't be so kid centered maybe it wouldn't be that big of a scandal yeah you're right because he he would have had let's say he was still doing his show and it would have been like an hbo show for for exactly. adults then it just would have been like a little a little like you know a little scandal that would have blown over and yeah that would have been the yeah. end of it and comedians, they push boundaries all the fucking time yeah. on their jokes. But like, we're not, you know, if someone told me Daniel Tosh got caught jacking off in Florida, I wouldn't be I, fucking I shocked. I would not be shocked at all. If someone told me that Dane Cook was jacking off in Florida, I'd be like, when is Dane Cook not jacking off in Florida? <laughs> <laughs> Dude, Dane Cook is dating like a 15 year old oh, girl. Oh God, Anthony Weiner. Yeah. <laughs> no, I know, dude. And that's, that's yeah. for another time. But anyways. The older fans also were forgiving. Like, his older fans kind of, like, held, like, a rally for him. And he presented at the MTV Movie Award, like, some months later. And he received a standing ovation. Um, what year was this? Because I, this is one of those things where um, I can't remember if it if I'm remembering it live or if I'm just remembering the video of, of it, you know? But I remember right. seeing him come out on stage and getting a standing ovation and... Like, from the side, he comes out from yeah. the side of the stage behind, like, a prop. Yeah. yeah. And then he says, doesn't he say, heard any good jokes lately? <laughs> yes, me! Okay, so after that, he kind of, you know, just put it to rest. After uh, showing up at the MTV thing, he didn't give any interviews or anything. He went into seclusion, took himself out of the spotlight for years, didn't make any public appearances as himself or as Pee Wee Herman. Uh, he took time to write and he started doing some voiceover jobs and collecting things. That's uh, that's ominous. What kind of things? Oh, well, we'll get to that. Okay. So he slowly worked his way back into acting, not as Pee Wee, but as himself. So maybe actually it helped him transition out of Pee Wee, you know? Okay. Oh, fun fact. <laughs> so Ooh, fun. Paul Rubens dated actress Debbie Mazar in 1993. Whoa. I know. I, I love her. I like her a lot. Hell yeah. She's Italian, babe. Do you follow her on Instagram? No, I don't. Should I? Oh, sh yeah. She's fucking fantastic. <sighs> okay. Dope. Everybody at Debbie Mazar. She's bad. <laughs> so, and he credits her with helping end his depression at this time. Oh, nice. I know. So in 1999, he started making his first interviews as himself to promote the movie Mystery Men. Mm -hmm. Do you remember that movie? Yeah, Ben Stiller, Janine Garofalo. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, okay. Um, and then his performance as a flamboyant hairdresser in the movie Blow in 2001 was praised. Mm -hmm. I remember. That's his comeback for me. Hell yeah, me too. That movie's fucking amazing. Yeah. Okay, so then in 2002... The police were investigating Jeffrey Jones, who is an actor known for his role as the principal in Ferris Bueller. Oh, yeah. Oh, I did. For possession of child pornography and soliciting a 14-year-old for nude photographs. Yeah. Oh, Pee-wee's connected to this? Yes. I didn't know that. 
Yep. So through this Jones investigation, they found that Paul Rubens had several hundreds of items of kitsch memorabilia. Remember, he took time off and started collecting things. Oh, yeah. Okay. Well, kitsch memorabilia. Mm hmm. He ended up getting charged with possession of obscene material improperly depicting a child under the age of 16. Mm -hmm. But then the DA said there were no grounds to bring any real felony charges against him. Mm. So, yeah, not a good look because he was kind of like making a comeback. Yeah. Yeah. So Rubens uh, ended up pleading not guilty and stated that he simply collected erotica, including vintage erotica. It included, I guess, teen nudes, but he had so much stuff that he purchased in bulk yeah. that his vi vintage magazine dealers said there's absolutely no way that he could ever know what was on every single page of every magazine. Right. Also, yeah. I didn't know they even fucking sold erotica in bulk. <laughs> like at Costco? Is that a, yeah, is that a Costco <laughs> section I didn't know about next to the four gallon packs of milk? <laughs> Actually, um, if you have, what is the card above the black card? At Costco, the the business card. Yeah, you get the business card, and uh, you get the bulk erotica. You, you get <laughs> <laughs> it's behind like a sheet, like in the old school video rental spots, and it's like adults only. Oh man! Oh, do you also? Don't you think that the kind of guy that buys erotica in bulk is also the kind of guy that would fucking wank himself in a triple X theater? One hundred percent. Yeah, of course. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but do you do you buy it? Do you buy it that he's just a collector and whatever? I don't know, dude. He's fucking weird. That's the thing. Like, I don't... You can't be this, like, sexually uncontrolled or, like... It, you can't be this into sex and also, like, be into working with kids. Well, we got to find out what happened with... Does Mr. Rogers have any, like, sexual... No, don't do that, mate. Don't do that to me. Does he have I think Mr. Quirks? Rogers is, like, the perfect man. Oh, yeah. He's got nice sweaters, dude. Yeah. No, he just seems so sweet. Have you ever seen the video of him testifying in front of Congress when they wanted to cut funding for PBS? Yeah, it's adorable. Have you? It's really, really nice. Have you ever seen the video of him, like, trying to put together something on his show? He's trying to build, like, a table or something, and he's like, fuck this. And then he starts... Oh, no. And then the whole, the whole crew starts laughing because it's so out of character. Yeah. That's funny. Yeah. Okay, so... It actually ended up being pretty chill for him. He he pled guilty to a really small charge and he was required to uh, register his address or some shit. Oh, that sucks. Unfortunately, around this time, his dad became ill and he so he ended up moving back to Florida for two years to take care of his dad who ended up passing in 2004. Oh, R.I.P. Yeah, R.I.P. Pee-wee Herman Sr. R.I.P. Mr. Wee. <laughs> <laughs> no, Mr. Herman. <laughs> Okay, so now Paul Rubens has pretty much moved on. He starred in Reno 911 as guest, and, and he starred in music videos for the Tours. He's appeared on SNL, Funny or Die, and he starred in a very awesome episode of 30 Rock episode as an inbred Austrian prince. Oh, yeah. Jenna Maroney is trying to date him, right? Yes. Yeah. That's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, that's a good one. I forgot about that. He also has kept up his voice dubbing work, and on March 18th, 2016, Netflix released a new Pee-wee film, Pee-wee's Big Holiday, produced by Judd Apatow and Paul Rubens. I saw that with Joe Manganiello. He's in it? Yeah, he's the main character besides Pee-wee. At first I thought you meant you saw the movie with Joe, oh. like Joe Manganiello <laughs> was with you, and I was like shocked and appalled. <laughs> no, dude, I'm, uh, you You like him, right? Yeah, he's sexy. Yeah, he's, he's it, he plays Pee-wee's best friend. Okay. Yeah, well, it has 80% on Rotten Tomatoes. Did you like it? It was okay. I'm not going to watch it again, but... 
you know. All right. Well, everybody else, go ahead and Netflix and chill with your boy Pee Wee because he fucking needs it. <laughs> please, um, unless you're underage, please don't Netflix and chill with Pee Wee because oh, yeah, yeah. he can't handle it. He's going to have to register his address. We're going to have to have another episode of uh, this podcast dedicated to him if you Netflix and chill with Pee Wee. <laughs> <laughs> It's just going to be a quickie next time, though, because we already. Oh, yeah, about for it. sure. Yeah, so that's uh, Pee Wee Herman. Uh, do you like him? Like, is, does he, is he a redeeming character for you? Do you feel bad for him? Do you like him? What? I feel bad for him, and I do like him, actually. And I feel like he has a lot of uh, cred in the comedic world. Yeah, he does. Like, comedians love him. I watched this interview by Jimmy Fallon of him and Jimmy was like fangirly all, all over him but to be honest Jimmy Fallon kind of fangirls all over everyone. yeah he's extra it's it's fake like it's too fake I don't like it really yeah he does he- I was actually thinking like who could be a kids show host where maybe they wouldn't be full of scandals and Jimmy Fallon came to mind oh no Jimmy Jimmy Fallon is a raging alcoholic what yeah remember when he um he fucked up his hand recently yes. yeah that's because he's he was like blackout drunk and fell in his house he's Things are really fucked up for him right now. How the fuck do you know this? Um, I follow this website called Crazy Days and Nights that has all the inside info. Shut up, May. I'm fucking... I don't believe you. No, I'm telling you, dude. It's going to come out one day. And the the story... Why am I scared right now? <laughs> <laughs> like, I just got the chills. Like, oh. <laughs> Jimmy Fallon looks like a Simpsons character come to life. <laughs> he does look like a Simpsons uh, character. Yeah, but his... Apparently, his alcohol use has been escalating. So, I feel like we're going to hear something about him. Very soon. No, May. Don't say that. We're going to have a Jimmy Fallon episode very soon. I can't fucking wait (laughs) to talk about his uh, feature film Taxi with Queen Latifah. Um, Or his... What was the one with Drew Barrymore? Oh, I love that one. But I don't remember the name. (laughs) Guess I didn't love it. The baseball one? Fever Pitch. Fever Pitch. There you go. Part of a good party is knowing when to go home. Soon after refreshments have been served. All right, so um, how about a quickie? All right, I love quickies. All right, um, I wanted to bring up one of my favorite scandals of all time. It doesn't have a whole lot of backstory, so that's why it's a quickie. In I think it was the early 2000s. Do you remember when Sharon Stone and her husband were on a tour at the Los Angeles Zoo looking at Komodo dragons? (laughs) And and a Komodo dragon bit Sharon Stone's husband's toe off. Was <laughs> I have so many questions? Was he in fucking flip flops? Like what he, the fuck was apparently he was wearing he was wearing white sneakers like Pee Wee, um, synergy baby. Uh, <laughs> he was wearing white sneakers, and they made him take the sneakers off so that the Komodo dragon wouldn't think they were like eggs or something. <laughs> <laughs> what? And then it, and then he bit his ass anyway. He bit his toe off. <laughs> How dumb did that guy feel? Hey, we're gonna need you to take off your sneakers because otherwise you might get bit by the kimono dragon. dragon they're they're basically like alligators they're fucking huge they're hundred i think they're dinosaurs they are dinosaurs they're hundreds of pounds and they've got i think they might even have clearly we are uh zoologists but they have (laughs) they have several rows of teeth like shark 
<laughs> what? <laughs> we just okay. So there are crocodiles, dinosaurs, and sharks. <laughs> Fuck this animal. <laughs> and I think the one that bit him was like seven feet tall. Or not t- what <laughs> tall? Not tall. <laughs> long, seven feet long. <laughs> oh god! Um, so he doesn't have a toe. Um, they were able to reattach it later. Oh, thank there god. was a little bit of drama because there were, they had like differing stories. The zoo had a different story <laughs> of what happened to him versus like what he's. The there. LA Zoo is cheap, isn't it? Like ten bucks to go I there. Say forty bucks. Were they there with their kids, or he was just no. solo? Oh, Sharon, got, Sharon got him the backstage tour as a Father's Day present. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and so the zoo was saying he told a he. Uh, Sharon Stone's husband told a great tale. He was like, yeah, you know, he clamped onto my foot and I was able to uh, grab hold of his top and bottom snout and pulled the snout apart and released my foot. <laughs> Fuck you, bro. You weren't even quick enough to move your foot away <laughs> from this thing. But you're going to fucking and the z- crocodile hunter this shit open? But the zoo says that he was... They were like, actually... <laughs> So <laughs> it's like hashtag actually you were screaming that's so petty you were screaming it. and being hysterical and, sh- and, sh- and sharon was screaming and being hysterical on the phone like telling people like oh my god jeffrey or whatever his name is is being eaten by a kimono jacket <laughs> <laughs> instead of trying to help him she like called tmz well, she was outside of the cage and he was inside of the cage oh okay and uh yeah and uh, so the zookeeper said that he was hitting the dragon, like telling him to let go, let go, and like finally he did. That's amazing. Oh, uh, that's that's. I feel like that's. A can quickie. we let's quit the podcast now because that's my favorite scandal. <laughs> yeah, that's the best. That's the funniest shit I ever heard. <laughs> yeah, so um, definitely don't go in a Komodo dragon cage with your shoes off. Yeah, and don't go to a triple X theater in Sarasota, Florida. And um, don't be Anthony Weiner. <laughs> <laughs> Quickly, though, before we leave, we just want to remind you to catch us on Twitter and Instagram at Drama Club Pod, as well as our Gmail, Drama Club Pod at gmail.com. If you have any suggestions or you just want to talk shit, I'm ready to talk shit back to you. I know so. you are, but what am I? Thanks. <laughs> Bye. Bye. Guys. However, whatever with your helmet.